Welcome to This Is Not Investment Advice. As always, I'm your host. This podcast is for entertainment and educational purposes. I'm not a registered investment advisor. You know, I struggle to uh, to figure out a specific topic to focus on. Um, and I, I finally found one that I really want to talk about. And it's, it's, it's not really on a specific article. It's just about, if I could ask a question, why the F aren't all these people running towards Bitcoin? You know, you've got 3 million coins for sale, give or take. You, you don't have 21 million, okay? You've got 19 million that have made, been made, give or take. You've got at least 2 million that are lost. The majority of these are getting locked up. Fine, maybe you have 6 million coins for sale. Why aren't millions of Americans saying, hey, you know what? I've got $200,000 sitting in the bank. I know people like this, which is fine. Why am I not going to spend half it on Bitcoin? This thing is the best performing asset of all time. Um, it's crushing everything in its competition. You're seeing adoption by macro long-term hedge funds. You're seeing former government officials like Steve Mnuchin say it's comparable to gold. You've got a finite supply of it, which makes it way better than gold. You see corporations adopting it. You just saw a country adopt it. I have my own mixed thoughts on El Salvador, by the way. I don't think this is everything is as perfect as people like this to be. There's some issues there. But you've got, why aren't people adopting this? Why? And I think I have a theory, and I'm going to be pretty clear here. People move in a few general stages. Stage one is the risk takers. Most people are risk averse, okay? They fear losing something a lot more than gaining the same thing. For example, if you lose $20, generally you being most people are going to be a lot more disappointed losing the $20 than your joy of finding $20. Loss aversion is a very, very real thing, and it also keeps us safe. Human beings... We don't want to get hurt. We don't want to die. So I understand loss aversion. On the flip side, this means that new technologies, new ideas, new countries, new ways of life generally fail and are generally sought out by a very, very small percentage of people who are willing to take a substantial amount of risk. People that don't function on the same loss aversion theory. And to me, what Bitcoin is, is kind of like America as a money. Let's look at America, okay? America has been around, besides being a nation state, it's been around as an idea, like this land, for a long time. The colonies were here for a long time before they formed their own government. Were people pouring into America in the 1700s? Not like they were in the 1900s. Why? Because coming to America, it was risky just crossing the world. You could have died on a ship. You left your family behind. You left your infrastructure behind. So most risk takers are people that are willing to go to a place that has no infrastructure. That was the beginning people of Bitcoin. People that had no infrastructure. Okay. Once the infrastructure is established, it encourages people that are on the fence to leave to this new world. But one thing that I would say also is this. Many people who leave, it's they have nothing to lose. The people that came to America, my great-grandparents, they left because they were religious refugees. 
Many people left, they have no money. They had no opportunity. Now there are, so either you're fearing for your life or your culture, religious refugee, and or you have no money and you've got to start anew. And so that tells you that things have to be pretty bad for, that's that whole loss of urgent thing. You, you don't have much to lose or you lose, you leave because you lose your, you're going to lose your life. Okay. So you're, you're now the normal people that are, that function by normal loss of urgent theory. They're rolling over. Cool. Let's talk about what happens next. Well, they have infrastructure that came over. You know, when the Europeans came over to America, there was the Italian neighborhoods and the Irish neighborhoods and the Jewish neighborhoods and the German neighborhoods. Now it's just a bunch of white people. But back then, there was this infrastructure to live within. That's what's been happening in Bitcoin for the last probably four to five years. Okay, you can buy it with GBTC. Now, don't get on me, not your keys, not your coins. You're given infrastructure for people and funds to buy Bitcoin without having their own wallets and what scares them. You have Coinbase. You have ease of use. You have infrastructure. And, and I believe Michael Saylor in terms of the mobile wallet. I think in five years, almost every new phone, especially a high-end phone, is going to come with a digital wallet. I think that's just on the way already. Just like you know, iTunes became an easy way to buy music. First it was the iPod, then they put the music on your phone. You don't really care. You just want music. Or not you, but most people. The next wave of people is the most important wave, which is when do the floodgates open and people pour into Bitcoin or pour into America? It's when there is a general ease of coming across and something that people don't have to, they, they can understand it. Like you can explain it to them like they're five, like explain it like I'm five, like on Reddit. With, with, with America was coming to America, getting a job, working in a factory or working in a specific industry, getting work, not starving, being able to have a quality of life. That's what encouraged the great migration. Ships that were relatively safe, they encourage a great migration. And horrible things going on in Europe. Nothing to lose. What is that? I think about this. What is that about Bitcoin? What is going to be? What is going to be the event that says, hey, it's going to force people out? So I follow Raul Powell and he talks about the wall of money. But here's what I think. In America, we talk about the stock market. But in Europe, they talk about the bond market. And the bond market's way more important. It's just way bigger. And so to me, as bonds continuously go lower, which I think they will have to for multiple reasons, I'll talk about in other episodes, money from that big, big reservoir will leak into a few things. It will leak into real estate, which we're already seeing. It will leak into Bitcoin. Why? Because the bonds no longer have really a real rate of return. It's the same reason gold might perform. But Bitcoin is much smaller than gold and much more usable. And will take a much larger amount of that share. For, for companies to invest, it's all about the ETF in America. That is the major, major part of the infrastructure that will encourage people to come in. That's the major thing.
And then the as the volatility hopefully settles, which I don't actually think the volatility will settle. So just so you know, a lot of people are like, oh, Bitcoin's going to be less volatile. I actually think it's going to be stay just as volatile. It's just it's not a, it's just the way it is. I don't see it getting any better. I see a lot of volatility. I could be proven wrong, but I see it being a lot of the way up and a lot of the way down. So I think like that tail end is the corporations really adopting it. I just don't see that as much as I used to. But I'm asking why do people when will people rush into Bitcoin? And there's two major reasons. The first reason is there's the infrastructure, which is the ETF. That's when everyone comes to America, goes to the factory and works. And the second thing is when shit gets really bad. So I think as the bond market gets really, really bad and there's no return there, and as more stimulus is passed, real, real fears. Like, not like, like there's two types of inflationary fears. There's the, hey, a state costs more money. The bond market doesn't care about that. That's not where the money is. The real inflationary fear is my bonds will make nothing. That fear will poke money into the Bitcoin market. What I think Bitcoin is now about, and today's a bit, relatively short episode, I just think it's about hanging on. To me, it's all about hanging on. Because as we go the way of Japan and Europe, negative rates will be everywhere. That's, that's what will really prompt this money. It's not about the price of beef. I love beef, but it's not about that. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about the trillions upon trillions upon trillions, hundreds of trillions of dollars locked in the bond market that only work as rates go lower. But as you get to the zero bound, I think more and more, some of this money is going to start leaking, start leaking into real estate, which is already done, and into Bitcoin. It's, it's, it's. The people that settled America, the cowboy, the, the great explorers and the cowboys are not necessarily the people that are going to live there 100 years later. And I think that's going on in the Bitcoin community, and it's very hard for people to understand. The founders often don't see the – they not to see the promised land, but they're different types of people. And – I think there, that's like the whole thing I see, like not your keys, not your coins, but many people in the future, it will not be their keys, but it will not be their coins, and they'll be okay with it. Call me wrong, but these are just my beliefs. Today, like I said, is a short episode, but that, that's where I really believe this is going. This is a, to recap, this is a, an idea of we're past the whole wild, wild west, the people taking risk. We're in the part where people are willing to leave because something is bad. We are the great migration happens when people realize their savings accounts are worthless. And I did a survey on Twitter and I said, at what point of debasement do you would you like get your money out? And most people it's like 30%. You know, our money relatively has been losing value, in my opinion, at like 10% a year. So if you had a savings account in real terms, you lost like half your value in the last five years. But that's still not enough for most people to leave. Things have to be really bad for you to leave. Lebanon, right? If you look at Lebanon, it's lost. This currency is going completely to shit. 
this is going to teach on, on a harsh way this new generation, just like a tight Argentinians, not to have the money in the bank account. But keep in mind, there's still people in Lebanon that probably still have tons of money in their own currency. It's going to take something really bad for people to wake up. So stay the course, at least for me.